Welcome to another episode of the Impact Play. Impacting more than just gaming. We are your weekly source for the latest news, updates, discussions, and at times have debates that revolve in and around the video games industry. You can be a part of the live show experience over at twitch.tv backslash the impact play and by clicking on, on that notification bell so you will be notified when we do go live or later on YouTube or even on your favorite podcast platform. Simply search for the impact play. I am Ishros Mohammed, otherwise known as It's Yagu, and this is episode 86. On this latest, uh, on this latest episode of the Impact Play, we discuss Google is shutting down its internal studio. A well-known PlayStation exclusive is coming to Xbox. EA College Football is making a comeback. A Silent Hill composer teases a new project, sort of? Steam is finally coming to China, plus release updates to Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4, in addition to the top news stories affecting the gaming space. Welcome to our very first segment of the show, where we discuss what we have been playing, what we have been enjoying, what we're looking forward to, or just simply anything goes, even if if it doesn't directly revolve around video games. So, without further ado, we'll get into it. So, I've been playing, if you guys have been paying attention to the stream, I've been doing a good amount of playthroughs of Apex Legends preseason and postseason 8. <laughs> because there, And when I realized too, when I was playing, there were, I was playing with three different maps apparently. I don't know why this was or exactly. I was playing the, the, the map the season seven map essentially and once uh it was that same night before the season eight came around the map looks completely different everything was in gold and like houses and like it was just weird and then also you know once season hit actually season eight actually hit the map revolved again so i don't know what the heck was going on with all this so it's like First, you give me one map, then you give me another, and then you give me another map. Like, put two and two together, it doesn't make any any sense. <laughs> but yeah, that's essentially it. That's how I've been on. Mm. Yeah, that's essentially all I've been on Apex lately. I haven't played any, anything else. I did get the Microsoft Kishi controller. Uh, the other day I did a box opening of, and I'll have a video up later on on YouTube. But that's essentially it. And I also did receive lately, if you guys have been paying attention to YouTube, this Unity band from Apple and Target. It's uh, buying this, if, if you have an Apple Watch, that is, goes to support some amazing organizations. I'll give you a list in a minute, folks. Let me just go to Apple's website because I don't have this memorized. I don't know why because I've talked about this a good amount. All right. Uh, Where's the watch? Watch, 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 watch. Here it is. So Apple is introducing is introducing the Black Unity collection designed to celebrate and acknowledge Black history and Black culture. The collection includes a limited edition Apple Series Six 
watch the black unity sports band in the unity watch face which is this one right here i don't know if you can see it as part of this effort apple is supporting six global organizations to help advance their mission in promoting and achieving equality and civil rights in the u.s and around the world black lives matter supports Fund via the Tides Foundation, European Network Against Racism, International Institute on Race, Equality, and Human Rights. Leadership. Oh, I, I just drew a blank. Leadership Confederate Education Fund, NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, Incorporated, and Souls Grown Deep. Members of the black creative community and allies throughout Apple came together to design an Apple, Watch, an Apple Sport Watch and Apple Watch Face to honor the ongoing fight for racial injustice. Inspired by the call to action of, of both the historic and current movements, the Black Unity Sports Band has truth, power, solidarity, laser engraved onto the interior of the stainless steel fastening pin. The Black Unity Collection pays homage to the rich tradition and craft of and craft of quality. No, the craft of quilting in the Black community and celebrates the collection of the pen, African flag, red for the blood that unites that that, that unites people of the African diaspora and was shed for their liberation black for the people whose existence is affirmed by the flag and green for the vibrant natural wealth of africa the motherland the black unity sports band is made from individual pieces of colored floral which are assembled by hand and compressed and, and, and compression molded into one the Unity watch face displays an ever-changing pattern that dynamically shifts as Apple Watch moves, creating a unique face for everyone. Oh, I didn't... Wait, what? It never changed. It stayed the same. So the Apple Watch Series 6 Black Unity and Black Unity Sport Band will be available starting February 1st, and the Black Unity Face Watch will also be available as part of... Uh, watch OS 7.3. In addition, Apple Watch users can participate in a Unity Activity Challenge and earn the limited edition award by closing their Move Ring seven days in a row during February. So that's essentially it, which is, again, kudos on Apple. I gave them credit for this as well, for doing this thing. And also for us for at the Impact Play, we are going to be empowering black voices in the community that bring not just in the gaming space but in entertainment in general. So well, we're going to be, I guess, reaching out to black creators, black entertainers, and the likes to make a guest appearance on the show. So be on the lookout for great things happening at the Impact Play. So once we got that out of the way, I guess let's go on to the new side of things, folks. And let's go on, go on to the media one. Google Stadia is shutting down its internal studios and changing its focus. It's coming from Kotaku. Google Stadia, the late 2019 streaming platform that promised to 
revolutionized gaming by letting users stream games without needing to own a powerful PC or console is alternating course, getting out of the game making business and will now offer its platform directly to game publishers alongside offering Stadia Pro, Stadia Pro to the public. The company is announcing the news today through Kotaku. Though Kotaku began to hear rumbling from sources close to Stadia last week that Google's service was heading for a major change. One games industry source told Kotaku that Google was canceling multiple projects, basically any game slated for release beyond a specific 2021 window. Though they believed games close to release would still come out. Today brings some clarification. Google will close its two game studios located in Montreal and Los Angeles. Neither had released any games yet. That closure will impact around 150 developers. One source familiar with Stadia operations said the company says it will try to find those developers new roles at Google. So this is not surprising at all. The way it launched, it didn't launch in beta. People had to pay for something that didn't even work, essentially. But if they changed their focus from the get-go, that when people told them to, they would have, they wouldn't be essentially shutting down. It's all, and it's only been maybe a little over a year and a half, 18, 18 months that state has been around. They didn't even give the developers a, 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 a an opportunity because game game development takes at least three to five years and you're expecting games to be made in less than a year come on like the way they went into this in this they went into gaming they expected to make a splash games coming out left and right that's not how, how this industry works they have they had no idea what they were doing they released a product that was unfinished they uh, they they put out so many promises that they never delivered on. So many features are supposed to be available from the get go. Since now, those features aren't even available. So I have to pay for a subscription essentially, and I have to pay for games. What's the point of Google Stadia then? If I'm paying double, there's no point to it. And essentially, once Google Stadia shuts down, even those. Even those gamers or players that even purchase games on Stadia will lose it. They spent all their money for nothing, essentially. Are they gonna uh, give them the money back or something? I doubt it. Because once their services shut down completely, it's gone, it's gone. I'd rather have bought my games on PlayStation, Nintendo, or even uh, an Xbox. Like, why would I take that risk with something brand new? First of all, I had to not only purchase a subscription, I, I, on top of that, I had to buy games? Their whole model was wrong from the get-go. But yeah, I just feel sorry for those developers that are apparently losing their jobs, essentially. And of course, if they're game developers, why on earth would they still work with Google? When something in an area that that goes beyond their expertise, like it doesn't make any sense, or they're essentially losing their jobs. So I, I feel, I feel bad for them. Like Google did them wrong. I hope Google, excuse me, takes care of them. In the meantime, 
with their transition. So I guess we'll move on to the next story. Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle released way back in 2017, becoming a surprise hit on the year among both fans and critics alike. Nintendo's Wire's own Ricky Burke give, gave the game an 8.5, praised the title for its coming, for, I'm sorry, for its successful blending of the two universes, alongside with its solid strategy gameplay. Since then, the series has relatively has been relatively silent outside of a few updates in a paid Donkey Kong story expansion of the following year. The silence has now broken with a name change to the official Rabbit's Twitter has set the internet into full speculation mode. The change was first but brought to light by Reddit user SamParkFan2020 and sees the previous Twitter handle of Rabbit of Rabbit's official replaced with Mario Rabbit's. Theme Park Fan 2020 points out in their post that the change was was rather recent as the latest tweet from the page, which has been back in August, shows all replies being directed toward Rabbit's official. What makes this so interesting is why it sparks so much sequel speculation. It is the fact that the page itself has been dormant for nearly five months now. But yeah. That's essentially, yeah, Mario is finally teaming up with rabbits. And even their profile pic is a rabbit, but in a Mario hat and mustache. And outfit, <laughs> essentially. Okay, next. Games Industry.biz articles. And this is essentially a numbers based. So, Nintendo Switch has eclipsed the lifetime sales of the 3DS in less than four years. Nintendo has said the firm revealed in its latest financial report that 79.87 million Switch devices has been shipped worldwide. The console is currently Nintendo's fifth best-selling best machine behind the Nintendo DS, the Wii, the Game Boy, and the Game Boy Advance. Next, Amazon is reportedly spending nearly $500 million a year on its video game division. Amazon's video game division has been struggling to get off the ground and reports from Bloomberg indicates just how much has been spent trying to make it happen. The Amazon has brought a number of video game veterans since first setting up its development operation, including product designer Tim Swift and for and Far Cry 2 director Clint Hawking, neither of whom are still with the company. Uh, Bloomberg report details issues within Amazon, including lack of incentives, shrug struggles with its lumbar yard engine, and internal bro culture. Uh, women were not afforded the same opportunities as their male counterparts, according to interviews with over 30 current and former Amazon employees. Amazon struggles to launch a game, including a canceled number of projects, including fantasy sports breakaway, and recently the hero... Shooter Crucible. Of course, they're not going to release anything soon. They literally just... Their... Luna is essentially in beta now. And they literally just started, what? Not even a year ago? Like I said with Google Studio, game development takes at least two to three years. So why on earth... Like, they're shutting down projects left and right without even making any hayway. So, there, it looks like they're following a little bit of Google's route. Like, why? I don't understand this at all. 
they feel like they're everywhere, but they need but the gaming space they haven't touched, so they're trying to release something, and they're not even investing the time that needs <laughs> that development essentially needs. Well, yeah, next, uh, the Bloomberg teams the medium recouped its production and marketing costs within a day of its initial release. The Polish firm's new game launched on January 28th, and the following day, Money.pl reported, quoting Bloomberg, Bloomberg team directly that it had covered its production and marketing costs. Which is kudos on them for such a tremendous launch, like not expected. Next, this, this uh, story is coming from Games Radar. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 release window may have been leaked via an Australian retailer. I spotted on Reddit a listing for the upcoming Nintendo Switch game on Game.at says that the Breath of the Wild sequel is coming out in the second quarter of 2021. And regarding my calendar year, that would mean Breath of the Wild 2 would arrive sometime between April and June, but given that there is very little word from Nintendo since the game's announcement back in 2019. So... I'm definitely looking forward. I'm not really looking forward to it because Zelda isn't my cup of tea. But I'm excited for it nonetheless. And uh, we're going to go into even more Nintendo news. And this is an article coming from Games Radar. Okay, let's go into this article. Nintendo has once again denied rumors of an upgraded Nintendo Switch Pro model. With, but, this, the, but this latest denial isn't ex- exactly putting the nail in the coffin. Just uh, Bloomberg reporter Takashi Mashizuki revealed that when asked a recent investor briefing if they were planning to release a new Nintendo Switch model this year, Nintendo simply responded that they were not quote-unquote, not planning to make an announcement anytime soon. I'm certainly leaving the door open for a new Nintendo Switch model being in production. I'm like, we know this is coming out. This is like the Xbox Series S when we knew I had I had uh, its official announcement that they had something in the works. And this is, of course, it is in the works. And they're denying it. And then what they're going to say a month or even a week later? Oh, Here's the new Nintendo Switch Pro model. <laughs> Supposedly, they're soon isn't exactly soon. What they mean by that? So I would expect it, but I wouldn't be surprised by it if they release it sometime this year, at all. But what my hope for the, for the, the uh, quote unquote the new Nintendo Switch is it better be backwards compatible with all these. Nintendo Switch games that we've invested in. Otherwise, it's gonna it's pointless. Why would you buy a new machine that you can't even play the your current games on? Doesn't make any sense at all. But yeah. Next, this is an article coming from IGN. Netflix has announced an all animated Sonic the Hedgehog series, Sonic Prime, set to premiere worldwide in 2022. The animated adventure will consist of 24 episodes, which will follow Sonic on a high-octane adventure, where the fate of strange new multiverse rests in his gloved hands. Uh, 
Sonic Prime will be a collaboration between Sega and Wild Brain Studio as the two companies are jointly handling production, distribution, and licensing of the series. Alongside Ben 10 creators, Men of Actions Entertainment will be serving as showrunners and executive producers on the, pro on the project. So I'm excited for that as well. And speaking of entertainment news, The Matrix 4, according to a new leak, the title for The Matrix 4 is, a, is allegedly The Matrix Resurrections. And this is coming from another one from IGN. As reported by Yahoo, the title comes via a gift sent to a hairstylist from The Matrix 4, which was a trench coat featuring The Matrix's iconic digital reign. The hairstylist shared the gift and announced a deleted Instagram post, but it was saved by those, by those uh, of course, by the internet, essentially. Uh, alongside the trench coat was a letter that reads, During these extraordinary times in the making of Matrix Resurrections, were Lieben, Eruch, Lana, and James. Furthermore, parts of the digital rain on the trench coat also appear to make out the world of Resurrections. The hairstylist mentioned that the gift was from directors Lana Wachowski and James Mitwiggy. However, Mitwiggy is only listed as producer on IMDb. While it's important to make these leaks with a grain of to take these leaks with a grain of salt, the hairstylist in question is in fact licensed as the Matrix 4's key hairstylist Germany. And it's slated uh, it'll be released actually at the end of this year in December. On HBO Max and theaters. So I'm excited for that as well. I'm just curious to see how they're going to expand the story. Like the Matrix 3 actually ended it. The Matrix universe. So I don't know if this is going to be like a reboot. Or like a re-entry. Or what what have you. Okay. Speaking of. Uh, entertainment news. Netflix. I'm sorry, Lara Croft is headed to the small screen thanks to a collaboration between Netflix and Legendary Entertainment. The two will be working on an animated Tomb Raider series that takes place in the same universe as the recent Tomb Raider video games. This is coming from TheGamer.com. Uh, Ta Tasha Hua, who, uh, who's also helping with the script, of the upcoming The Witcher Blood Origin series will be taking the helm of the screenwriter for the project. Netflix seems to be fully invested in turning popular video games into television series as Tomb Raider joins the streaming giant's growing list of video game properties. The, the series will take place after the events of the rebooted video game trilogy, although specific details remain tightly under wraps. Of course, we're going to be telling you on the raft. Like, it's not surprising. <laughs> All right. I guess we'll move on. To, we'll continue with gaming. <laughs> I'll move back to gaming. MLB The Show is coming to both PlayStation and Xbox consoles on, on April 20th. With cross-play and cross-progression confirmed. So regardless if you, if you have, say, if you have both consoles, you play... You started off the PlayStation side, uh, you end where you are, you see an Xbox, you just continue where you left off at. Uh, yeah, essentially it for that side. 
All right, I guess we'll go into this article coming from Push Square. Uh, this spin off to the mainline Yakuza title puts a detective sp- spin on proceedings as far as we're concerned. It's also one of the very best. Sega has confirmed a PlayStation 5 version. It's now in the works, releasing 23rd April 2021 of Judgment. Uh, the PS5 version will support 60 frames per second, much improved loading times, and includes all previous release DLC. And is releasing April 23rd. It's weird. The article didn't have much information. Okay. Next. This is coming from a tweet on Mass Effect's official Twitter account. Collaborates, collaborations, uh, complete, uh, yeah, collaborations complete, so I can't really zoom in, oh, here it is, relive the legend of Commander Shepard, remastered in 4K Ultra HD, Mass Effect Legendary, Legendary Edition, launches May 14th, and now we're going to go on to EA's official account. Take command of Normandy, assembling, assemble your crew, and prepare for an unforgettable adventure in the highly acclaimed series. Let's, let's see. Oh, this really doesn't have much information on it. This says remastered and optimized for 4K Ultra HD, which we know. That's essentially it. There's no need for this extra stuff. Okay. So, and this is gonna. This next story isn't in any way gaming related, but it is uh, something that is like IRL related, I guess you could say. So, Amazon has announced the CEO and founder Jeff Bezos will resign from his position during the third quarter of 2021 will transition to executive chair of Amazon's board. Amazon Web Services and CEO Andy Jassy will replace Bezos, according to CNBC. I'm excited to announce that this Q3 will transition to executive chair of the Amazon board and Andy Jassy will become CEO, Bezos wrote in a statement sent to employees. So essentially, he is leaving a direct role, but he's not leaving Amazon because he's still the founder. So he will be taking a more bench role, I guess you could say. So, more, even more news. Zack Snyder has sees a new look for the Joker, who will make an appearance in the upcoming cut of just the Justice League. And it's coming from Zack Snyder's official Twitter account. Okay, I believe I had another story in regards to that. Uh, I guess not. But yeah, that's essentially it. So, back to gaming. This one's coming from Games Radar. In a recent interview, a leading Xbox official has said to expect both series... Xbox Series S and X shortages through until at least the end of June of this year. 
an interview with the New York Times Xbox head of investor relations. Mike Spencer said that supply of both Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S consoles would be constrained until at least June later this year. This goes a step further uh, that they said it would go through April. So it's not surprisingly. But yeah, I'm still looking for a Series X as well. <laughs> I still can't get my hands on one. All right, so um, I guess we'll read this new story. Uh, several TV and film projects covering the recent spike in GameStop and other stocks from investors from the Wall Street Bets subreddit are already starting to move ahead, according to a number of reports from Deadline. This was coming from Games Industry. That is sorry, no spam here, please. According to Deadline Source, MGM has acquired a book proposal from author Bed Mesrick called, called the Antisocial Network, following the story of amateur investors taking on Wall Street. Mesrick previously wrote, wrote The Accidental Billionaires, the founding of Facebook, a tale of sex, money, genius, and betrayal, which was adopted in the 2010 film The Social Network. And it was reported from Deadline that Netflix is finalizing its own project with the Hurt Locker screenwriter Mark Bowl and negotiations to write it. So I wouldn't be surprised if this comes to fruition, even if it gets killed midway. Because the same thing they did, they said that they're going to work on a movie uh, to sum up the, the year of 2020. Which is, they just want to take, what I'm seeing is, they just want to take... They want to get into the craze of them making a movie. People will be excited about it. And people will essentially forget about it. That's all it is. Which will increase their stock prices as well. Alright. I guess we'll go on to EA. Electronics Arts has secured a licensed extension with UAFA and, and unveiled a number of projects designed to further solidify FIFA's position as market leader in football games. This is going to games industry that biz. Excuse me. The publisher has signed a multi-year agreement with the European Football Association, which gives it the exclusive rights to the Champions League, as well as the Europa League and Super Cup. EA took the opportunity to also announce that FIFA will make its debut on Google Stadia streaming service later this year with FIFA 21, launching on March 17th. Alright, next. Nintendo has reportedly cancelled a Zelda... Netflix series after it leaked. It's coming from IGN. Nintendo reportedly scrapped a live-action Le- Legend of Zelda series with Netflix after news of the project leaked and, cir- and circulated online. As reported by Eurogamer, U.S. comedian Adam Konova, who was aware of a Secret Star Fox claymation project around the same time, revealed that Nintendo canceled its proposed slate of video game adaptations with Netflix after someone from the company allegedly spread the word about the Zelda series. This was, like, too extreme. Can we just pull the plug after it supposedly leaked? Nintendo goes into the very extremes with this stuff like this. Alright, next, forward. Embracer Group has made its most significant its most significant acquisition to date with a $1.3 billion deal for Borderlands developer Gearbox Entertainment. 
coming from GamesIndustry.biz. That figure was given as the maximum value of the transaction, which will see the Texas-based company become a wholly owned subsidiary of Embracer Group. However, the deal is heavily balanced towards performance targets. On day one, the purchase price of Gearbox will be $363 million, of which $175 million is a newly issued B-shared and Embracer, Embracer Group. Gearbox owners could receive over $1 billion if it's hits agreed six-year performance targets, of which $360 million will be in Embracer shares. Well... <laughs> All right, next. Call of Duty Warzone bids 60,000 cheaters in one massive wave. wave. It's coming from PC Gamer. The post also mentions that over 300,000 cheaters have been banned in over Warzone's launch. And this is uh, coming from, I guess, Call of Duty's Twitter account. We have zero tolerance for cheaters across Call of Duty and Warzone. 60,000 accounts have been banned today following Raven software for more Warzone updates. Details here. Uh, since launch, we've taken a number of dedication actions. Weekly backend security updates, improved in-game reporting mechanisms, added two-factor authentication, which has invalidated over 180,000 suspended accounts, eliminated numerous you unauthorized third-party software providers, increased dedication teams and resources across software development, engineering, data science, legal, and monitoring. In addition, we're increasing our efforts and capabilities in these key areas. Enhancements to our internal anti-cheat software, additional... (laughs) I need water. Wow, okay, give me a moment, folks. Sorry for that. Adding new resources dedicated to monitoring and enforcement, regular communication, updates on progress, more two-way dialogue, zero tolerance for cheater providers, consistent and timely bans. Security and enforcement teams have additional measures coming, both preventative and enforcement, throughout this year to root out both cheaters and cheap providers. We uh, know cheaters are constantly looking for vulnerabilities, and we continue to dedicate resources 24-7 to identify and combat cheats, including aimbots, wall hacks, trainers, stat hacks, texture hacks, leaderboard hacks, injectors, hacks editors, and any third-party software that is used to manipulate game data or memory. Our ongoing security and enforcement Efforts are franchise-wide across Warzone, Modern Warfare, and Black Ops. So, quarters on, I guess, Call of Duty and Activision. And Raven Software, I guess. <laughs> and speaking of Activision... Activision is currently being sued over a female Call of Duty character. Plaintiff Clean Hugen filed a copyright infringement lawsuit in a Texas court on Tuesday, according to court documents first published by Torrent Free. He alleged that Activision Blizzard, Blizzard and developer Unity Ward willfully intended to model Mara after Kate Janus, including hiring the same model, Alex 
Zedra to reproduce the foreshadow and scan her likeliness to her use in the game. Hugin said developer posted his Kate Janis for photographs on the fo photography studio wall during the Call of Duty Modern Warfare shoot. Hugin said he originally hired Zedra in 2017 to model as Kate Janis before he pitched the story to movie studios. He later published photos on his website in the calendar and on Instagram. Alright. That's essentially it. Next. Apex Legends is finally coming to the Nintendo Switch on March 9th. It's coming from uh, The Verge. Uh, let me see something. Okay. The Switch version launches not long after the game's 8th season, which launched earlier this week. To make up for the difference, EA says that since we're launching a few weeks after the start of Season 8, Switch players will be granted 30 free levels for their Season 8 Battle Pass for the first two weeks after launch. Playing on Switch will also earn you double XP. But what I'm still waiting for is crossplay and cross progress. No, crossplay is already, I was already saying cross progression. If I want to play on Xbox, I can easily continue my progress, continue my Battle Pass, and so on. So, next, uh, EA posted its financial reports earlier in the week. For the three months ended on December 31st, EA posted net bookings up 19% to $2.4 billion and revenues up 5% to $1.67 billion, which net income dipped 40% to $211 million. Apex Legends saw a 30% year-over-year growth in new players for the quarter as it launched its seventh season. With FIFA Ultimate Team saw a record of 6 million daily active players in December. Not a surprise, to be honest. Because I, I honestly haven't played Apex for over a year, and I got back into it like essentially a couple days before Season 8 hit. All right. Biomutant developers went silent for so long so they could fix bugs without crunching. And it's coming from PC Gamer. Biomutant was announced in 2017. Was was supposed was supposed to be announced. Was oh I'm sorry was supposed to be out in 2019, but that didn't happen. In fact, nothing happened until 2020, when developer expert 101 came out of hiding to reassure everyone that work was still ongoing. There was still no sign of a release date, though, until early, early this week when the studio finally confirmed itself to launching in May. Mm, yeah, I'm not seeing anything here, essentially. So, next. Heyman 3, we have our, um, we have our very first roadmap. This is coming from IO's blog post, I guess you could say. IO Interactives. Heyman 3's first content update is here. We're adding new and free content to the game every week in February for all Heyman 3 players. Look out for Look out for featured contracts coming from Minimax. Kinda of funny. Two new escalations that will change your approach and an exclusive target contract in 
so Pianza that includes two targets as excuse me as well as all of this new concept we're planning a path a patch in a few weeks that will bring fixes and tweaks to the game we'll give you a full rundown that what's included and what's changing closer to that time the patch will also make sure you're prepared for what's still to come the initial the initiation protocol has started so february 20 uh yeah actually no this is jpeg is like weird okay let me show you guys what i'm looking at this way you guys can follow There you go. Make sure it's not cutting. Okay, okay, let's do this first. From the beginning, from the bottom. You have February 4th, which is which three days ago. You have the Baskerville Bernie uh Bernie escalation, and then the eighteenth no, the eleventh, you have the buy feature contracts from Minimax. And then you have the 18th, you have the Sinbad Trinkment Escalation. And you have the 23rd, you have the, 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 the deluxe content, the Gachito and Tequity, the deluxe escalation, girls' pens, and then you get the girl suit, girls' pen syringe, and... Uh, Ametic and girls Ametic grenade and then you also have their pull the pull off parable deluxe escalation you get the white shadow custom singer 300 and the white katana and then you also have kind of funny dark more featured contracts on the on the 23rd as well so kudos are kind of funny and minimax for being featured and you also, we also will get a game updates on the 23rd as well. So, let's see. Okay. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> moving forward. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is investigating whether social media and forum posters were unlawfully manipulating the price of GameStop shares last month, according to a Bloomberg report. And this is coming from GameIndustry.biz. GameStop stock soared from its sub-20 pricing at the beginning of January to a peak of $483 in the final days of the month, driven in part by posters on the Washington Bet subreddit. The SEC is, is specifically looking for people spreading misinformation and intending to, st to sway the stock price as well as decisions from outfits like Robinhood to restrict traders of stock of the height of the rallies. So, I guess it's not surprisingly, but I guess they're looking, because Robinhood and everybody restricted trading against no direction from anyone whatsoever, including the SEC, but yet they restricted trades, or even even now. They, they've put in the restrictions on certain stocks. So, so, I guess we'll go on to, uh, I guess, Activision Blizzard. This is coming from Forbes. I guess, Jeff Kelly's Twitch account, to be, to be more precise. During an earnings call, Activision Blizzard said it, 
It does not expect Overwatch 2 or Diablo 4 to launch in 2021. So I expect actually to come out sometime next year. So it was just announced just to put uh, them into a more positive light regarding to the Free Hong Kong thing and uh, and uh, other related incidents, I guess you could say. That's all it was. Just to announce, oh, they're announcing something good. And just put them into a more positive uh, light. But essentially, yeah. I'm not, I was, this wasn't expected at all to come out this year, to be honest. Okay. Now, Battlefield 6 rumors suggest DICE is returning to its roots for PS5 and Xbox Series X. And that's the best news a Battlefield fan can hope for. This is going to come Games Radar. So, speaking in a recent investor call, Electronic Arts CEO Andrew Wilson confirmed that Battlefield 6 will take full advantage of the power of next-generation platforms to bring massive, immersive battles to life with more players than ever before, taking all all the destruction, player agency, vehicle, and weapon combat that the franchise is known for, and elevating it to another level. You should imagine that we're looking across all forms of the experience to ensure that this is exactly the game that Battlefield fans want to play. Wilson continued, and the game will, and the and we believe will drive growth in the Battlefield franchise. Next. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. I forgot to mention this before. Okay. Activision Blizzard has more remastered games in the works and will likely see one of more games announced this year. In the company's latest financial call, CFO Dennis Durkin teased future remasters in response to the to a question about the company's plans for 2021 and 2022. We have a few other things up our, our sleeve in terms of remastered content that will unveil in due course, he said, which would provide further opportunity for us this year. Of course, Call of Duty is not surprisingly, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay, and now let's go on to the Silent Hill uh, debacle. Silent Hill composer Akira ya- Yamakoa is teased, is, has teased a new project for this summer, once that fans are hoping to hear about. Speaking in a new and a now removed interview on the AI Hub YouTube channel, a legendary composer who has also worked on Xbox Series X exclusive The Medium has said that a new project will be announced this summer. We'll probably hear about hear something this summer to be announced, Yokosa said, going on to add that I, I think it's one that you're kind of hoping to hear about. While this could be uh, literally anything other than uh, something related to Silent Hill, it's important to note that Yomoka was one of the people who worked with Konami and the team on the original Silent Hill series. So it would make sense that this com- that his comments would uh, of this project being the one we all want to hear about. But only time will tell again. Okay. Square Enix announced Endwalker, the latest expansion Final Fantasy XIV online. It's coming from Square Enix's press release. (laughs) Scheduled to release in fall of 2021 for PC, the PlayStation 5, the PlayStation 4, and Mac. Endwalker features the climax of the Hydaelyn and... Zodiac stories in which warriors of light will encounter an 
even greener calamity than that even before even oh uh it will encounter an even greater calamity than even before as they travel to the far regions of Hydaelyn and even to the moon in addition bringing the long running story arc that began with a realm reborn to its conclusion and uh, <coughs> sorry and Walker will mark a new beginning for the beloved MMO, seeking the, setting the stage for a new adventure that long-term fans and new players can enjoy together. Next. This is coming from CBR. EA recently announced that a new college football game is in development for next-generation consoles. While most players are expected EA to revive the beloved NCAA football series, it's actually working on a completely different game. The upcoming title will feature college football teams, stadiums, and logos, but won't be a part of the NCAA franchise. Some gamers may remember the legal battle between EA and various NCAA athletes back in 2014. A group of college football and basketball players sued EA for using their names and likeness without their authorization. The collegiate athletes ended up winning the case, forcing EA to shell out millions of dollars to players featured in the NCAA franchise. EA would cancel the series shortly after the lawsuit. But, like I said, no, actually, I'm sorry, I haven't mentioned this before. Sorry about that, folks. But, if you're going to use a likeliness, if you're the names, anything in a video game that's making you money, of course, you're expected to pay their likeliness these people that they're based on. It's just a whole thing with EA and the NCAA. They don't want to pay their athletes and so on. It's just a whole mess, to be honest. Okay. Now, let's... Uh, we talked about that. We are getting a public... Uh, no, not me, but China is getting a public beta of Steam that's launching this week. Valve is finally announcing Steam China into public beta. Nico Partners ana analysis Daniel Amon reported that reported the date on Twitter this week, reporting a public beta is set to launch on February 9th. Dota 2 and Counter-Strike Global Offensives are the first games coming to the platform, according to Ahmad. Chinese players will be required to log into Steam China to play these games, although he added everything will transfer over. It's actually surprisingly, I took him this long to come to China, but not surprisingly, the other countries have a whole bunch of things to push through, I guess you could say. So, VR news. It's, these are all coming from Road to VR. According to a report by Bloomberg, Apple may be planning to release a VR headset with limited AR capabilities as soon as 2022, which is said to be a precursor to its long-rumored full-fledged AR device. Now, a follow-up report by the information contends the company's first VR headset will cost around $3,000, include a bevy of items high on any VR enthusiast wish list. Which is like you have the quest to that that you don't essentially that wireless essentially you don't need a PC for and it costs around three hundred dollars. So from three hundred to three thousand is way off the charts. Alright, next. 
Magic Leap CEO Peggy Johnson took the stage at the Future Investment Initiative in Saudi Arabia this past week to talk a bit about her time as the company's new leader. There's been precious little information surrounding Magic Leap's second-generation AR headset. However, the company also announced that the enterprise-focused device slated to first release in 2021 with a few notable improvements. Johnson didn't speak directly about the company's next headset on stage at FAI. However, a slide was shown promising a quarter 2021 window for early access release. And there's little else to go on from here. However, the company says its second generation headset will be 50% smaller, 20% lighter with 100% larger field of view. Alright, next, uh, next and final news story. We have the high-flying shooter Stride uh, from developer John Way is finally making its way to PSVR with its release set for some time in 2021. The Mirror's Edge style game is slated to include all of the recent most additions from the PS from the PC VR version, including Arena, Time Run, and Endless Modes. There's no official release date for the PS VR version, however, John Way says to stay tuned. Okay, I guess we're gonna check if we have any last minute news stories before we continue further. <laughs> Let's see. Da -da -da. <laughs> I guess we have a Valentine's vehicle crate that's coming to Card Mobile on February 9th for you mobile enthusiasts. Let's see. What's this? Okay, I'm not seeing anything. <laughs> okay, what's this? I'm guessing that's it. Let me just make sure before we continue. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything at all. Okay, so. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's essentially it. So, I guess we're gonna go on to Reader Mill. If you want to send us Reader Mill, here's how. We want to know your feedback, 
your thoughts and even any questions that you may have for us by sending us really mail on our Discord server by leaving a voice note over at anchor.fm backslash impactplay or even by sending us an email to readymail at mplay.com. Who knows, it may even be featured on a future episode or even our special reading one segment of the show. So, thank you guys so much for making the Impact Play a part of your day. If you wish to join a community server over on Discord, simply type exclamation Discord in chat now. And guys, we are trying to unlock subscriptions over on Twitch, and we need your help. Share the channel with your friends, your family, anyone who believe will benefit from from the show. Leave us a review, even just a reading on your favorite platform. Have a great one, folks. Until next time.